myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot see Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. It is the five-minute rant show, uh, a new concept which we started a few weeks ago. Obviously, it's been hit and miss because of the fixtures falling on a Monday night, but uh, glad to say that I'm joined, as usual, by Chris and Pete uh, to speak to you. You guys, anybody wants to come on and comment, the link is out there. It's in the description box below. Uh, You can use your phone, you can use your iPhone, you can use a computer, use your iPad. Come on, give us your opinion. Uh, Have a rant. Uh, It might be something positive you want to see. You might see some positives in a defeat like Steve Bruce does. So get yourself on. uh, Come and tell us if we're right or wrong with our opinions. Um, You might just want to come on and talk about NUFC matters. You might want to talk about Boris um, finally letting us out. Who knows? Uh, But uh, it is your show. And um, if you don't come on, me, Pete and Chris will just talk away till our heart's content until 7 o'clock But I'm pleased to say uh, we've already got two people lined up So it is good evening to Mark Good evening, Mark Good evening, Steve Good evening, Chris And good evening, Pete How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm alright, first of all, Steve Does my hair look alright? Yeah, hair looks great, mate. I think you got the same barbers as me. You must, you must do it in the bathroom. I've just, I've freshly done mine. I must have known you were coming on. I tell you what, it is, pal. I save a fortune by having hair like this. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, you know how it works. We have, we have five minutes. Uh, I have said, I have said to most people, look, I can understand that people run over because it's quite an emotive yeah. subject. Newcastle at the best of times. Yeah. But when we're playing badly and people are annoyed, I can imagine people have got a lot to say. So if you do go over, I will give you a time to go. finish. But uh, you've got five minutes, Mark. Start and um, starting now. All right, pal. Well, look, I've supported Newcastle for over 40 years. And obviously, in that time, as you can imagine, we've seen managers come and go. And do you know what it is? I went to bed last night after the defeat against Man United. And for me, it's not so much about the performance from the team. It comes down to one person and one person only. And that person, Steve Bruce. And for him to be caught after the games after the game, knowing fine well the cameras are watching him, and for him to be caught laughing and smiling with the opposing manager when your team is A, got beat, and B, well, are, in my opinion, probably going to get relegated. And for a manager to be caught in that particular way, look, we've all played football or any kind of sport. When I get beat or when most people get beat, they're not happy. And I just think, you know, for the in, in terms of the supporters, they did not want to see uh, their manager when the team's been beaten, smiling and laughing as if he doesn't care. And I, honestly, I, 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 all the managers that I've seen come and go, this particular guy, he takes the cake for me because... The, the thing you've talked on your show about all the things that he, he comes out with, and you just no wonder I've got no hair because <laughs> I've pulled it out. Honestly, I mean, hey, honestly, this guy, he, he's just the, the stuff he comes out with, and the, the the choices he makes in terms of players. Joe Linton, I'm not going to go into Joe Linton because you've 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 covered it on your program, you know, and. For me, uh, 
what he what he did play Dwight Gale against Chelsea, you think, right, he's a out of what we've got, he's the one centre forward who you would be a bit more confident of him grabbing a goal. Right? But <laughs> he plays a wide on the right. Now, if if you're telling me Dwight Gale play wide on the right, it's gonna get you a goal or two, then honestly, then I, I've got hair. You know, mm. it's as simple as that. Because he's not going to get you a goal from wide, playing wide right. He's Dwight Gale is a championship goal scorer for me, but he's a penalty box player. You know, he's a he's a he's a goal poacher. Now he needs a service, but again, it, it just it, it just leaves us speechless. I mean, honestly, I was so wound up, and I, I just think laughing. And, and, and carrying on after a defeat when your team is on the verge of getting relegated, I just think it shows a lack of respect to the players and ultimately, more importantly, from my point of view, the supporters. I don't know what you guys think. I can imagine, but, you know. OK, Chris, um, you've heard what Mark's had to say. Uh, brilliantly uh, put by Mark and, and well within his five minutes. What's your views on what Mark's had to say? Yeah, really, really good point, Mark. You know, it's it's just frustrating, isn't it? Seeing seeing your manager doing that. I mean, the the way he conducted himself. I mean, you know, you wouldn't want you see your manager doing that at all. But you'd, you know, you could half forgive him maybe. You know, if we were mid table, we'd we'd yeah. reach forty points, and he was, you know, he was going yeah. through the motions. Knows he's going to lose his job eventually. <clears throat> yeah. But the fact yeah. that we're you know on the cusp of a, you know, possibly being in the bottom three. Mm. And, you know, yeah. he, he must know that all the fans out there, you know, having not been in the grounds, you know, we're all feeling it. We're all struggling. We're all worried. Yeah. Um, so when you see, you know, the man at the top of the shop, you know, laughing and joking with the opposing manager when we've just got beat, mm. it, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, you can see why it infuriates people. And, yeah. you know, talking about the uh, the formation that you were mentioning then, you know, yeah. for me, we've been playing this 4-4-2 diamonds and, you know, obviously Callum Wilson's been going out towards the right, but don't forget Callum Wilson's played that formation at Bournemouth for many years, yeah. so Callum he's, Wilson knows yeah. He's Sorry, a better Mark, footballer than Dwight Gale He's a better yeah. footballer than Dwight Gale yeah. you know? Absolutely, absolutely and do you know what, I think now it's, you know, I'm not saying we don't we, we move away from the 4-4-2 diamonds, um, no. but I think we need to we need to, you know, play to our players' strengths. And as as you rightly said, Mark, you know, Gale needs yeah. to be in and around the box. Is he the best striker, you know, in the league? No. But no. if he's if he's in and around the box in that, you know, twelve yard area, he he can nick you the goal as we've seen. You know, he, he can he can you know uh, come up with the goods. Yeah. But to yeah. ask him to the, you know, he's been out for months, been getting the odd yeah. cameo appearance, and to then ask him to play a brand new role, um, you know, when he, he as you've Rightly said, you know he's an yeah. inferior striker to Callum Wilson. But in fairness, he hasn't played the position before. I, I just think I think he missed a trick. I think he should have stuck the two up top. But I think he should have he should have gone with Carl and Gale, and just had two yeah. old-fashioned centre forwards in the middle, and just and just said, listen, we're going to uh, forget the wings. Yeah. You know, maybe ask Saint Maximin and maybe Almiron if if he was going to put Almiron mm. in the ten or maybe out on the right and just say, right lads, you're yeah. going to have to go right up the wings. You're going to need support from your full backs. We're going to tweak it slightly, keep the formation, but we're going to need a bit more yeah. a bit more work from yourselves. But yeah, it's just another opportunity missed, isn't it? And it just emphasises I mean, how how important the next weekend's game is. Oh, I mean, you know, don't forget this is a manager in Steve Bruce who uh, tried to sign Dwight Gale on on numerous occasions. 
And yet he, he goes on about how he wanted to sign him. And yet when he does play him, he doesn't play where he should be played. And he, he very rarely, when he comes off the bench, he's got 10 minutes, if yeah. that. And, yeah. I, you know, it's just, it just, again, it just leaves you scratching what hair or lack of it that I've got, you know. He needs a run of games, Mark. He needs he needs well, yeah, to pick his centre forwards and say, right, well, you know, he's, he's gone with Joe Linton. Now, obviously, yeah. you know, Joe did all right <laughs> in the first half. He wasn't doing too bad. Um, but, you know, is he going to get you the goals we need? Probably not. So I no. think he needs to make a decision and say, like, this is who I'm playing with. He needs to put his arm on the striker and say, right, I need you now and show a bit of yeah. confidence in him. That's what he needs to do. But I think well, he's I just going to keep swapping and changing. I agree. I mean, goal scorers are all about confidence. Yeah. You know, and how how is a goal scorer like Dwight Gale, whether it be in the Championship or the Premier League, going to get confidence when he, he's not getting played? You know, and yeah. he's not get, or when he does get picked, he's playing wide on the right. It, it, it's yeah. just, honestly, I'm, I'm with, you know, with Fulham, if, if you have a look at Fulham, uh, yes, they've got some hard games coming up. Well, I tell you now, I would I would definitely fancy Fulham to win more games at present than what I would with Newcastle United. Yeah, it's you a know, big worry. It's a big, big worry. And uh, Mark, Mark, you put your points across really well. We've got a lot of people waiting to get on. Right, but, um, please come back on again, mate. Thanks very much for putting across your well points so well and look forward to uh, hopefully seeing Newcastle make a bit more of a festival at the weekend. But take care, Mark. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, lads. See you Take then. care, Mark. See you later, mate. Great first uh, caller tonight, uh, Mark Henderson there, uh, giving us uh, his point on, um, on on Newcastle United. And Bruce, if you want to do the same, the link is in the description box. You can also find it on my social uh, media accounts and on our Facebook group. If you're not a member of that, give it a join. It is NUFC Matters. Uh, we've got Mitch and Fumby both waiting, but it's uh, Dave Harrison next up. Uh, good evening, Dave. Dean, Steve, Chris and Peter, are you all right? Are you well? Yeah, good, good to see you, Mitch. Frustrated, no doubt, but nevertheless, yeah, it was a awful game, I think. And I mean, yes, as Chris was saying, I think we played moderately okay in the first half and we pressed them and tried to go at them. Second half, we just weren't at the races. It was awful. So, yeah. Okay, well, look, you've got five minutes, mate, to, uh, to put cheers. across your points. So uh, your time starts now. Right. Cheers, Steve. Well, he's probably aware that um, my life's been in archery for the last sort of good number of years. I started supporting Newcastle 52 years ago. Feels like a lifetime ago, and it is a lifetime, you know what I mean? But I mean, the thing that's got me more annoyed with the, as Mark said earlier there, you know, the, the, the laughing policeman that was Steve Bruce at the end of the game. I, luckily, I was heavily involved in the Olympics in 2012, and the amount of media training I went through as I was head of the sport at the time was immense. And I mean, there was so many times where I told, whatever you do, if you're in the public area, don't do anything stupid because there's going to be a camera on you all the time. And I was just head of one of the many sports of the thousands of people there, but that was round us for weeks and weeks and weeks before the games. And we were super careful. But for a man like Steve Bruce, who's been in the sport, been a manager for God knows how many years, to come off the pitch laughing and carry on when we are absolutely in a complete and utter relegation battle it's just beyond the pale. I just can't get my head around what on earth are the media people at St. James's Park saying to this bloke. Either they're not, or if, if they are, he's just not listening. And it really gets me angry because I know what I went through and he should be going through the same. But the other thing I want to bring up is that, you know, I'm, I'm the county coach for 
Durham with a thumb and for archery. And, and all the all the work I do with my archers, you know, is it, it's all about how to do the sport properly and how to train the sport properly. Our team don't run properly. I don't, uh, apart from Almiron and Sir Maximano, probably less estimate, but none of the team, in my opinion, can run very well. My uncle who got me into the sport was a semi-professional sprinter. He said for years, right on the day he died, we'll arrest him. This lot cannot run, and they still can't run. Where are our coaches training them to run properly, fast with the ball at their feet? I don't think it's happening. And the other thing is, there's no planning. I mean, we've said before, does Bruce have a plan B? Well, no, he doesn't. But does he have a plan A? Plan A? I don't think he does. And it's just so frustrating that, you, you know, yesterday when we backed off, as we've done in the past, Man United ran rings around us. There was one period, I think, we stood and I think they made, and I think I was counting on the telly, something like 72 passes. We were nowhere near no the ball. When we went at them, they couldn't make two or three passes, maybe no could we, but I mean, at least we pressurised them, got the goal we should have done. And I think that's what gets me. It's planning. It's just, it just it, nothing seems to write the club. And I, the other thing about the club, you know, is we, I wrote to them about two or three months ago, Mate of mine just retired once this season, ticket God knows why, but he does. Not even an acknowledgement yet. And that's three months out. All right, cool, but all that type of thing. But what's going on in the club? There's clearly no staff anymore. Nothing's getting done. And it's the whole thing. This club is just a husk of what we used to be back in the day. And so Bobby got along. He'll be turning in his grave saying what's going on now to his beloved Newcastle. It's an absolute disgrace. And the quicker this lot... Ashley, um, what's his name, Penfold, <laughs> and, uh, and Bruce are gone, and we get somebody in. It might not be the same, but somebody who understands about the club. And there was, I think, uh, it was Steve Acey that he tweeted about how come the the the, the ex team players you've had on your shows lately, Steve, still understand about the castle, but the current regime just don't get it. And I, it gets me angry. And as you know, going 52 years, so it is, if nothing changes, it won't be 53, because I've just about had enough of this lot. I really have. It's awful to hear that, Dave. Um, great yeah. points, as always. And uh, you're, you're a regular uh, viewer, I know, and, and you're often yeah. on the chat, which is great to see you. Um, yeah, I mean, me personally, listening, yeah, I can understand that. And that is somebody's already made the point in the chat that essentially, you know, there was 10,000 people walked away prior Absolutely. to prior to COVID. I mean, I've made the mm-hmm. point a couple of times, you know, we moved from the Gallagher end into the into the Platinum Club because my dad really was struggling with the stairs. And, mm-hmm. you know, we decided mm-hmm. to move into there and... That area was dead when we when we started the the, the yeah. season that you know the, the last season that we were allowed to go to, and um, mm-hmm. within you know when when they gave away those tickets, suddenly that area was filled. Sure. But there was there was mm-hmm. a visible a visible chunk in the ground. It was in the Platinum Club where people just weren't buying tickets. Now, mm-hmm. after COVID, when we do well, when we are allowed to get back in, then. I can I can foresee you know if the takeover didn't go through or hadn't gone through by then and Ashley was still here and you know God forbid Steve Bruce I, I genuinely feel will lose more supporters I think Absolutely. a lot of people Absolutely. won't go on some of it will be down to finances some of it people yeah. won't be oh, able yeah. to afford it because yeah. they won't have a job but but mm-hmm. I I agree but um, great points I'm going to let Pete have a chat um, he's waiting patiently to, to have a say what what do you what's your views on uh, what Dave's had to say Pete. Firstly, I think he's absolutely spot on. I mean, I, I hear, I see a lot of what Dave puts on social media, and he's always spot on with what with the points that he makes. And and again, you know, start, starting from 
Steve Bruce, um, it was just a disgrace. There's no other way of saying it. Um, you know, he, he clearly was looking forward to going back and seeing old friends. He clearly wasn't that bothered about the fact that we'd lost the game. Um, and if you watch it back again, you can see he kind of catches himself. He realises that the, that the camera's on him. Yeah. And he sort of whispers something to Solskjaer. Um, as if to say, you know, I, I can't, I can't talk right now because I think he knows he's been caught. He's been caught laughing and joking after his team have just lost three-one or are now three points away from being in the bottom three. Um, and it's, you know, it's just not on. It's not on. And you know what? If there were fans in the stadium and we were going on Saturday to Wolves, all hell would break loose. All hell would break loose because fans are absolutely. Like up in arms about that, and rightly so. And it's it's just not acceptable. Um, talking about sort of the the, the club and, and and the way it is, um, Mike. I think Mike Ashley knows the score. Mike Ashley knows like what Steve Steve's saying right now is that he knows he's gonna he's gonna have less than half a stadium when fans are allowed back in because nobody's gonna want to see it. Partly because, as Steve said, finances people just won't be able to afford it. But 90% of the reason is that people just don't want to go. Mm-hmm. People, don't yeah. have had, people have had enough of the Ashley era. We have suffered yeah, 13 years, right, of Mike Ashley. We have had enough. And yeah. people are just sick and tired of it. There's such a loyal fan base that have stuck thick and thin, sold out of that stadium in the worst of times, have now had enough. And I think Mike Ashley knows that. And I think, you know, he's, he's praying that he's not going to be there at the beginning of next season. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is praying because he knows he knows it's just going to be an empty stadium and he's not going to be able to give away 20,000, 25,000 tickets and get people in the stadium because they're just not going to have it. They're just, mm-hmm. They would rather go to the pub on a Saturday um, and watch it on the box or just listen to the results but be around like-minded friends and family and have a few beers. They would much Absolutely. rather do that then go and sit through that 90 minutes of absolute dross. I think mm-hmm. the reason why a lot of people are doing it at the moment is partly because we're in lockdown and there's not much else to do. But I think equally, and, and you know, naturally I would be biased in saying this anyway, but the fact that we do the match day live and we, we have some discussions and banter and a few jokes whilst the game's on, it actually takes away from some of the absolute crap that we watch. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, Again, you you know your your points have been absolutely spot on. But just the last thing that I'll mention with regards to um, you mentioned a really good point about players not being able to run. Now, it was only a couple of years ago that you look at some of those same players and they were running themselves into the ground. And it's all down to management, and it's all down to to how you manage and look after your players. Now, the one thing. And I hate to bring it up again, but it's always an integral point when we talk about Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez was well known for drilling his players in terms of fitness and positional play. And it was always well known that in every club that he's managed, that he drills his players in pre-season in order to make sure that at the back end of the season right now, that they're at their fittest. So when you saw our team under Rafa Benitez, we always had a fantastic end to the season because we were at our fittest and we were running teams into the ground because we worked so hard. 90% of those players are still there. So you've got to ask the question, why were they doing it under Rafa Benitez and why are they not doing it now? 
And it's because Absolutely. of a lack of quality management. Not just on the touchline on game day, it's it's in on the training pitch. And someone pointed out today on social media, quite rightly, um, why the hell have those players got a day off today after putting in another defeat, right? 12 defeats in, what, 16 games? Yeah, another yeah. defeat. Why have they got a, got a day off? They should have been in nine o'clock in the morning, drilling Absolutely. them for yeah. one of the biggest games of the season in Wolves on Saturday. Because it is. The next seven games are the biggest games in this season because yeah. it's determined, in my opinion, whether we are relegated or whether we stay in the league. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Good, good points well made. Dave, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. We're going to have to crack on Thank because we've got other much. people waiting. But well done, Dave, and look forward to having you Thanks. back on again. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, guys. All the best. Take care. Take care, Dave. No surprise that Dave hit the target, being an archery man. Uh, yeah. Great to have him. Good to have him on. And uh, let's bring in Mitch from uh, We Are The Mags on Twitter. Good evening, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, Steve. Good, uh, good. Great to be on the show, finally. Evening, yeah. lads. Thanks for coming Seems like good news we're talking about, but um, where do we start? Right. Yeah, go for, go for a minute. You've got five minutes. Um, go for it. We've got right. Funby and Graham Robertson waiting, so I've got people waiting, but go for it now. Okay, mate. Um, the big B word, Mr. Mister Bruce himself. I know the couple of lads have uh, they've, well, mentioned a lot of the points that I wanted to say. I peaked before about, um, I didn't know that the lads weren't in training this morning. How that's beyond me. Uh, I'm with you on that one. I penciled down a few that. Um, I'll just adjust this. Oh, still see that. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Um, I penciled down um, a few of the fixtures that I've got coming up, and I've got Fulham's here as well. Problem is, Fulham turn up to every one of their games. Unfortunately, we don't. Um, we're talking about Steve Blue, so I've got to try and. I will ask him, uh, John George downstairs watching it on the telly. So I've been warned already to uh, keep watching my language. <laughs> Call them John Joe, John Joe Shelby, believe it or not, and look how that's turned out. But anyway, lads, um, it, it is like the lads are saying. It's a big worry. I mean, some of the people are saying we've got Wolves, which is a 50-50, depending on the team turn depends on Wolves turn up, really. Um, then we've got West Brom. Hopefully we can get three points out of that one, but could be a draw. Got Villa, I can't see anything from that. Brighton, the role's a better team than us on the date. Uh for me personally, Tottenham would be that'll be a washout. And then we've got Burnley. So I'm seeing four points, lads, out of the next one, two, three, four, five, six games. But then you've got uh, Fulham, you've got Palace, Pin Palace, which the easily can do something there. Uh you've got Tottenham, Liverpool City, Leeds, and then Villa. Liverpool, you never know. You know the different teams that you've got there. Um, there could, there could be. I can see more than than four points out of them games there. What I would also like to see, hopefully, I'd like a big reshuffle. Um, give Hayden the armband. The Debravka gets him back in. We're going to need him more than ever. Uh, what happened with our penalty the night? I know Dollar went with went two minds and one when they jumped towards the player. Uh, I just seeing bad signs all the time. Even Fernandez when he's back, uh, slap the on bad on him. Give the give the lad a reshuffle, a red kick up there. You know what? Um, the contracts are running out a lot for a lot of the players, and I'm thinking to myself, are these bothered? Are they bothered if um, 
the tape or they think to themselves, if the tape over happens, I'll be gone anyway. Or um, to uh, you know, just just another uh, another thought, really. Uh, what I am liking to see, enjoying to see on Twitter uh, the last day or two, Jamie O'Hara and uh, Trevor Sinclair, they, how their attitudes are, are changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're giving the fans the credit for what they were saying, even though when we were, um, well, just below mid-table, and they were more or less saying what they're twisting about. Um, but it's good to see now, some of them are saying... Um, Travis Sinclair, he's saying the fans have been right all along. Jamie O'Hara, he's saying they're going down. But he was the guy that was saying, oh, Bruce Almighty, you'll save him and he's the man for the job. Um, again, lads, craft for me. Because if you're setting um, your team up against Newcastle, first person you're going to single out is Kraft on that, um, on that right back. Uh, so you're going to be you're going to be flooded down. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there right uh, attacking the left, sorry, all the way down there. And I would like to see if I'm not sure when Dummett's back, but I would like a, a little change. Not everyone agree on that because a lot of people behind Lewis. But um, I'd just like to see a little, them two positions, lads. I'd like to see a change if possible. Um, and the rest, I think that's pretty much all me rant over because the, the, the lads before they brought some great points. So it's no point repeating myself. Um, I also wanted to just while I was on, it's just uh, thank a couple of people. Had a bit of a, I followed Steve uh, all that month through last year in this bloody bedroom. I've done some hours in his bedroom, I tell you. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Super Mac um, and John Gibble, brilliant. You know, look, always drive straight to the point. Love watching them every week. Um, Hope to God, uh, George Mitchell, he's right on the mend because we're all going through this terrible time. I hope he's uh, hope he's well. Uh, Mitch, I, I sit and watch the show on a Friday night and I study every single word that comes out of that fella's mouth. Um, Steve Hasty, love his rants, brilliant. Um, and a favourite of mine, who, 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 I just I think he's brilliant. Um, Stu Penham, I think he's a right character. And hopefully, I'll have a pint with him one day in the Rosie. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Wraith, obviously, for all what he's done for the so underappreciated, but uh, fantastic work and love it. Um, Alwyn Leeds, uh, hopefully, if he ever comes over, take over those friendly clubs and get him in the rosy with a few of the lads and uh, meet uh, some new friend, uh, friendly faces. Keith at NCSL, cannot knock the bloke, gets a lot of stick, uh, but if he gets. Part does his part and gets his tape over the line forever in his death. Um, <clears throat> uh, to tell you who else, who else is also doing great, um, Steve Howie, Mark Crossley, and Dean Windass, and um, Walkins Brill. Enjoy watching them lads, their videos that upload, lifts a lot of the lads up. Um, you know, through these terrible times. I mean, I'm a, I'm a cladder, I work all over the country, and I'm the only Geordie in the gang. So last year, when I'm telling the lads we're going to be the richest club in the world. <laughs> And then the next thing I've inside Sky Sports, oh, it's off, the deal's off. Uh, so that'd be a big change there. Yeah, I was off work for a little while because they're all Mackums, all the lads I work with from Sunderland. So um, that was a terrible thing. But I think it was regular <laughs> the way it happened. But um, thrilling, enjoy, you know, uh, um, a few of the lads you get on, always enjoyed. It's great to see how we're down south because I've been, I used to live down in Crawley uh, 100 years ago. 
But uh, great to see all black and white colours um, all the way down there. Um, it's nice to see. And I think, you know, you, I think myself about other fan bases, if you didn't have the likes of uh, Mitchell Jolie Denver's, if you didn't have um, the two Steves, when I, when I watch them two lads, it's uh, uh, three, three lads, three amigos, you just, the sort of, all the legal cases up in the, um, up in the air, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what it means. It comes to lads and then they're translated to us. And I just think, you know, we're so lucky to have people, intelligent fellas, passionate fellas in our gang um, for our team. Um, and I hope to God, if it ever does go through, I hope the whole, all the NUFC cast, hope they get a, um, a big meet, a drink uh, with the new owners. Um, and, uh, you know, I thank you for because there has been tragedy over the last few months, you know, with some of the fans. Uh, I had problems myself, had to have the, uh, the crisis team out in the early days. Early last year with it all, you know, it was a nightmare, but it was always a nice thing to watch, you know. Um, sorry, Liam Kennedy as well, also. Um, massive shout out to him. I'm a Shield, South Shields lad myself. Um, just it's, I look forward to the show. You've got one like, early, uh, normally on Tuesday, but it's a match in the fears. And then you've got the Friday and Three Amigos um, and the lads in between with their shows. It's just awesome. You get to yourself. Um, through your day, you do your big craft, and it's always nice to come into the house, have your tea, and put the lads on, um, find out what's well, and then <laughs> wait for Newcastle to play at the weekend. And spoil it all. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, mate honestly, yeah. thanks, thanks for your kind words, mate. I mean, you know, I've said this to a few people over the last uh, few weeks, you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, people see the, the grief and the criticism that, you know, the backed our campaign that we did, think before you tweet, and you know, things have calmed down. I, I've I handled it in my own way, went out and did the documentary, etc. But the point of saying yeah. that is that, you know, that what you've just said there, you know, it, it outweighs all of the negativity that comes my way. People say, how do you cope? It's, you know, yeah. it shouldn't be happening, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Well, the emails I get, I get so many emails from people who, who, who mail in. I'll get inboxes on Twitter. I get, um, you know, Facebook messages. I get Instagram messages. Keep your head up. You're doing a great thing. Blah blah blah. Look, oh, thank no, you for everybody who sends them in because it does mean a lot. Um, I'm I'm a strong a strong-minded kid. Um, well, old yeah. man now really, but it's you know it's it's one of them things. I'm used to it, and uh, I have got skin like a rhinoceros. It does and, and can affect everybody, and it has affected me in the past. But you just move yeah. on, and um, I'm happy to That's say that a lot of those people who were negative against us, I, I unblocked them. I followed them. I've built up That's relationships real. with. I've built up so relationships. Yeah, I've, I've, built up, I've built up relations with some of them, and um, I've always said that if I get if I get five minutes in front of somebody, then I can change their opinion. And, and unfortunately, people just go with the go with the way it is. But listen, Mate, great I've, I've, I've had it on Twitter before. Um, people saying, "Oh, rate this, rate that." I said, "Well, if you actually if you log in, watch one of the shows, you know, you'll have a better understanding, and it it helped. It helped. Yeah. All you're doing is by not doing it, you know, all these thoughts up there, you're in a bad mood." That's uh, it relaxes you. Trying to translate all the legal into you, you're happy. You end up being a happier fellow. It's easy to do, Mitch. We're, you know, listen, I think a lot of these people who, who do troll for the sake of trolling, um, those people, you know, were, they've always been there, but now they've got yeah. a social media platform to go and do it and hide behind the keyboard. And um, I, I, I always said our campaign is a small is a small campaign, but it's gradually been picked up by the the bigger media now. Um, I was disappointed. Yeah. I've got to be honest that the Chronicle that the Chronicle didn't choose to speak to us. We we championed the uh, we yeah, championed this. We, um, um, they chose to the speak to. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, and you'll see matters. Um, I'm very surprised myself. Like, uh, But look, you know, it doesn't matter. The message is out there. Other people are putting the message out. Happy days. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Mitch, you're going to have to crack on because I've got other people. Um, and just want to thank you, mate. Thanks for coming on. And hopefully you will be back on again soon, mate. Hopefully one day in the rosy, lads. Yeah, and you'll see matters. Take care, see mate. Bye-bye, mate. Bye-bye. Take care, Mitch. Good to have him on straight into Funby. Good evening, mate. What's going on, lads? How you doing, man? You good? I'm good, mate. I, I, every you time good? you come on, mate, you always do that with your hair. I'm sure you're rubbing it in. <laughs> it, gets in it gets in my face when I'm trying to talk. So it's just like, <laughs> to okay, mate, you know how it works. You've got five minutes, mate. So we've got Barry after you. Um, five minutes to, to get your rant across, mate. And I know, you, I know you're more than capable, so on you go. Um, yeah, you know what? It's funny because yesterday's game, I've heard a lot of the comments and Steve Bruce after the game and all that stuff. And my only gripe was um, he started Darlow over Dubs. I've been saying him is our number one goalkeeper. I don't understand how you just put him on the bench like that. I like Darlow. He's a good shot stopper, but he doesn't command the area. He's not vocal. He's like he's just happy. He's like, woo, I didn't think I'll last this long, so I'll just keep stopping these shots. And the second thing I want to say is this. First of all, I think Joe Linton did well yesterday in the first half. I think he, he had some good touches. He played a lovely ball that self-craft to set up the two corners that gave us the goal. So I was happy with that. I'm not asking for much for Joe Linton because I know he doesn't score. However, this is what we have to understand as Newcastle fans. We can't go to Old Trafford thinking we need three points today. That's just not where we're at as a club. If, if our season relies on us winning big games like Liverpool at home and City, then we've done something wrong along the way. Two in 16. And out of that 16, there were winnable games there. Games you should have put to bed. So going to Old Trafford looking for three points is ludicrous. Because that's never an easy hunting ground for any club. My night were not their best yesterday. However, they still have quality. Look at Matic. I'm watching the game thinking, how are we not making Matic go to the coach and say, listen, I need to come off. These young bucks are killing me. He was strolling out midfield. So that yeah. gives you a sense. Like Pete said earlier, the coaching is terrible. We're trying to play a style of football we should have been playing since August. We're not trying to implement it in February and wonder why our players can't play the second half. They had no idea if we could get this far off the pitch. We've been playing in our own backyard for the past seven months. So what we're looking for now, the truth is this, where I'm at now as a Newcastle fan is if we go down, it won't be because we've got bad luck. It'll be because this is how we designed our season. We set ourselves up to fail. We got in the wrong manager. We have a chairman who's trying to get rid of the club. So he's not interested in the football affairs. So we have bigger problems that are con contributing to the reason why we are 17th in the Premier League, three points ahead of Fulham after having a 10-point cushion. My point being... Everything we, we, we are now is we deserved it. We built this way. Not the fans, but the club itself. They've prepared this moment for us. I, I don't look to other games. I look to each game as it comes. Because how can you predict a Newcastle game? We're never on form. We're never off form. You don't know what formation's coming. So to look at the Wolves game and say, I can see three points here. How? I don't even know who's going to start. So my thing is, I watch every game and I judge it after each game. Where we're at now is scary. Can we stay up? Yeah. Can we go down? Yeah. That's just how I feel. Fumbi, great points, mate. Uh, Chris, go to you first, mate. What do you think? Yeah, Fumbi, really, really good points you made, mate. And following up from the the last time you came on, you made made some really good points. I think I think the Dubravka one, that's the that's the key one for me. I mean, Dubravka does need to come in. 
Um, you know, Darlow's done well, don't get me wrong, and he's done far better than what any of us expected he, he has. But he's not the number one. I mean, as the three amigos said on Friday, gone, you know, Dubravka is our number one, and Dubravka now needs to come in. I mean, the thing with Darlow is, uh, you know, he, he's made some really good saves during certain games, and, you know, we've all given him credit, and credit's been due. But I think over the last, particularly the last three or four games, you know, he's made a couple of decent saves, but then he's made some howlers. But nobody's really highlighting it. I mean, if you think back to Dubravka, you know, he, he, he say he had like five, six, seven great games in a row. He made one mistake. If you remember, it was a mistake against Tottenham and it's it went under his legs and everyone was calling for him. Everyone was saying, is he, is he, is he good enough? Do we, you know, should we drop him? And that was after one mistake. Now, Darlow, albeit he hasn't made, you know, an absolute clanger, but I think he could have done he could have done better with, you know, some of the goals we've conceded. So I think it's it's time for Dubravka to come in. And as you said uh, as well, Fumby, you know, about it being too little too late, you, you're absolutely spot on. You know, Bruce, Bruce saying, you know, the gloves are off and, you know, he wants to change the way we play. And then it came out that he was basically saying we need to play 20 yards further up the pitch. And you think, well... This should have been thought about last year. This should have been thought about in August. We should have been planning for the season ahead. And unfortunately, as you say, we're now trying to implement this January, February. And, you know, he's now thinking, oh, God, yeah, because we've got a higher press. We're going to have to work harder. The players aren't ready for it. And this is what we're experiencing. That first half against Man United, you know, it was promising. We played well. But second half, we ran out of steam. We're not fit enough. And, you know, as you quite rightly said, you know, with Wolves coming up, you don't, you don't know, you don't know how we're going to line up. You don't know who's going to play. You, this, this is the issue, and this is the problem that we've got. And really, you know, um, as as Mitch said, the, uh, who's just been on the, the five games we've got coming up, they're the games we need to get points from. I, I'd say we need a minimum of seven points, which I'm, I'm surmising is going to be two two wins and a draw. But it's worrying because you don't see where those wins are coming from, and that's the issue. Yeah, it's interesting. Connor, who I think was trying to get on the show, and we might have a gap for you, Connor, if you want to come on at the end. Uh, he says, lads, I'm in agreement with Dubravka to come back in, but let's remember, he has, ma he has made nine errors leading to goals since he joined the club. That's an interesting Andreas kind of stat, Pete. Um, yes, but in my opinion, uh, Darlow's made nine errors in the last five games. So <laughs> you, you, can argue that, or you can argue that all you want. want. Um, yeah. But, uh, Look, we, we cannot argue that Darlow's had a good season. Yeah. He's had a good season where we were all on the on the floor when we found out the Brad Club was going to be out six to eight weeks. We were thinking, how are we going to cope? Because we none of us none of us going into the season had any trust for Darlow whatsoever. I certainly didn't, because I've seen him in previous games where he's actually he's been awful in FA Cup games, in Carling or Carabao Cup games. He's been shocking. So he never filled us with any hope. He's he's gone way above our expectations. But you've got to remember, and I made this point at the end of at the end of December, just when um, Debravka was coming back in. Yes, rewarding for, with a couple of games because he's done so well. But you've got to remember, before the season started, he signed a five-year deal as a number two. Yeah. On the contract, it says number two. So he is well well aware that he is the number two goalkeeper at this club. And what Bruce has done time and time again is made the wrong decision. And when he should have transitioned Dubravka back in goal, he hasn't. And he's had to persist with it. And I think now, I think, I think two or three games ago, Bruce wanted to put him back in. 
But I feel because he's gone so far with Darlow, he feels like he has to continue it. And he's set himself up to fail. And he's made a howler of a mistake by keeping him in goal. Because some of these goals that he's conceded, like the Rashford goal, like the Daniel uh, Daniel James goal, which not a lot of people are talking about, he got beat his near post again oh. for that goal. And then the penalty, he dived forward. He didn't even dive either way. Hmm. How are you meant to save the board if you're diving forward? It was just an absolute comedy of errors. Poor, poor mistakes. He should have gone after he made the mistake against Villa. He should have been dropped for their first goal where he didn't even contest the ball in the air as the goalkeeper. Yeah, and he tried to use his head. That. And he's been continuing in goal. And his performances week in, week, in, week out are starting to get worse. Now, this is the crunch point now. He has to, Dubravka has to come in because some of those shots against Man United yesterday, Dubravka would have saved. Some of the good saves that Darlow made, Dubravka would have made as well. And that's, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. that's the difference. Dubravka can distribute the ball well. He can command his area, but he's also a very good shot stopper. He has the full package, which is why he's been in the top five goalkeepers in the Premier League since he joined the club. You cannot discard that and have no. that sitting on the bench. It is completely, no. completely wrong. But it goes back to the point, um, just to add on to what Fumi said about um, the style of play and how we've, we've implemented it too late. There's a simple reason why we've implemented it too, too late. It's not Bruce's tactic. It's <laughs> as that. It's as simple as that. Bruce talked about playing an attacking mentality and playing front foot football was the word that he used. We haven't seen that front foot football until the day that Graham Jones came into the club and implemented it for Everton away. So that's why it's been implemented so late. It's because he hasn't implemented it. It's been a coach from Bournemouth in the Championship that's come in and had to implement that tactic in order for us to play that way. Do I think we need to continue playing that way? Yes, because I think ultimately that is going to get us the points that is going to keep us in the league. Um, we cannot chop and change tactics and formations. Bruce did that for 11 straight games and lost them all. We can't yeah. keep doing that. We need to implement that tactic. So Fumby, as always, top points. Fumby, great to have you on. Uh, I know I tried to get you on on the match day live, so hopefully we'll get you for uh, the weekend if you're available, mate. Definitely. Hit me up, man. I'm more than happy to come on that. I'm more than looking forward to it, man. Definitely. Great stuff, mate. Take care. Have a good week. See you the weekend, brother. See ya. Great have fun beyond. Great, great guy. Joined us once on a match day live and uh, did ask him to come on at the weekend, but uh, it was a little bit too late. But he will be on next week. He's always got a lot to say. Final two tonight, then Barry and then Connor. If you can both hang on the line, we'll get Barry on first. Good evening, Barry. Hello, guys. You all right? Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Um, as, as you know, you've got you've got five minutes, mate, to uh, make your points, and then uh, I'll get the lads to chip in. Go for it. Can I just say to start with the happiest my haircut now on the Steve Wraith look. <laughs> I've gone for I've gone for an improvement um, since the last time I was on. Yeah, you've gone with the dunk. You've gone for the full Duncan Goodhue, who was a, a, have, a, sw- a swimmer when I was a kid in the nineteen eighties. It was Gannon White watching your castle. You know what I mean? It was probably better to shave it all off than have white hair. Um, Good stuff. Thought, guys, I mean, pretty much what he's been saying. Dubravka for me, he's got to be back in the team. He's a natural leader. Darlo, I wasn't. I'm not the biggest fan of Darlo, but he's done a cracking job in the time that Dubravka's been out injured. But now it's time to bring him, bring him back in. You know, he leads the defense well. He takes command of it all. He's constantly shouting at the players, which is what we need. 
Another thing I would do is obviously a bit similar to Steve again, Matt Ritchie. I think he's having a, a real shit end of the stick, basically. I don't see the problem bringing him back in. He can play right back. I think he just he doesn't seem to do anything. He has a no decent time, but he's, he's becoming the player that every other team's aiming at. He seems to be the one that the target that they think, right, he's going to be the weak link. So I'll bring Richie in for him. And centre-halves for me, I would have um, Kieran Clark and uh, Paul Dummett. I think, again, with Dummett in the defence as well as Dupravka, it'll give them that passion, that actual want to learn, um, want to develop and obviously want to have a go at people. I mean, another thing that Steve talks about, Brian Kilkline. I mean, I'm old enough to remember sort of the 80s teams. Kilkline was the biggest player in the world. You know, he... he he was very much a bullish centre-half who took people by the scruff of the neck, got stuck in. But he 200% passion, and he led from that front. You know, the whole team picked up on his passion in the game, and we just haven't got anybody like that at the minute. We need somebody like that. So you, but at the same time, you've got to make use of what you've got. Another point I was looking at, do we have bad players or are we badly organised? I think the Graham Jones thing's just shown it a mile away that it's not necessarily bad players that we've got. Yeah, they're not world beaters, as we've said before, but with a decent amount of coaching and let the bloody guy get on with it. You know what I mean? When he's there and when he makes an, an impact on it and when he organises them to do all right. I mean, you watch over and over again, Steve Bruce standing on the sidelines, just he, he's got no input at all. He walks up and down and you guys have already hit the nail on the head. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, that's the only time he actually showed any emotion during the entire game, was walking over to say hello to his, his, his best mate. And you think, what, what is he doing? I think, for me, the worry as well is, well, there you go, it, is, is Brucey ruining the young players that he's bringing through? I mean, I think Willock looks a cracking player. You know, I wasn't 100% sure on deadline day. I thought, seriously, is this the only kid we're going to get? And then you watch him in his first game, and if he's played well and he's played right, he looks cracking. Leah Anderson looks a good up-and-coming player. So what does Steve Bruce do? Play him right midfield. You know, he's he's an orthodox number 10. That's where he plays. And I know we've got other people who can possibly play that position, like Sean Lang Longstaff. You've got Matty Longstaff, who's disappeared without a trace. We need these players coming back in. Next one for me is just the sheer disgust with the guys, with, with Ashley and Bruce. There's no... Emotion for the club, there's no sort of passion there to say, you know, it, it seems to be this thing where, oh, they're in the relegation zone, or they're just off the relegation zone, oh, well, it doesn't matter, because, you know, there's still games to play. If if it had been previous chairman, if it had been previous managers like Keegan, Keegan would have been going apeshit with that team. He would have been up and down. Bobby Robson would have had a heart attack on the side of the pitch, bless his cotton socks, because he would have been so stressed with the way that they played and how bad they were. I mean, I do feel sorry for Dwight Gale. I think he's, again, he's another one who's getting the rough end of the stick. He should never be playing up front on the right. He can only play in the centre. You know, I understand the guys wanting to go, but I still I 200% believe he'll give his all for the club. If he's in the right position and he's given, given the best chances, he'll, he'll do something for the club. He will score your goals. Maybe he's not against your Chelsea, he's not against your Man United, but he will get goals against the lower, the lower level teams. The other one for me is, is just this dislike again with Steve Bruce and his favourites. You know, you can list five or six players that you guarantee if they're anywhere near fit, they'll be in the team. So you're looking at your Shelvies, you're looking at your Joke Lintons, you're looking at the Cells, who none of them are playing particularly well. And you just, you guarantee they're on the list straight away. And it's it, it, it's just so frustrating that it, 
it's like being back at school, you know, the manager's one of your mates, so he'll pick you first. And he'll not pick Pete because he didn't give him his uh, his crisps at dinner time. So I'll not pick you, mate, but I'll pick somebody else. And it's just this attitude of like he's like a little kid. The last yeah. one, Steve, I just want to mention is obviously the I listen to you guys every night. I did miss the first half against Man United, which I'm good at good at that because I tuned in for the second half, which was bloody awful. And wish I hadn't. Um it's Steve, it's the emotional stress it's putting people through. I mean, like I say, I've been supporting Newcastle since the early 80s. You know, your job might be crap. You might be stuck in the house. You've got nothing going on. You know, you, you could live on your own. You rely on the football. And as a Newcastle fan, you don't expect them to win. I mean, Christ, how we, I was, even I wasn't born the last time they won summit. You know, you, you just want them to try. You want your club to actually go out there and have a go. And it's 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 like you just watch some of the games and you think there's there's nothing it's only one or two of the players who actually put any effort in. Poor Miggy. I mean, he's, he, he he went through a spell where he was playing his heart out. Then he looked as miserable as hell when he was playing. Then he seemed to pick up the game. And now he's just... There's no support from there. And you just think all the fans want is the effort. If they mm. can put the effort in, I'd rather see you guys playing. You know what I mean? I'd rather see your team as NUFC matters playing for Newcastle because I know you to put the bloody effort in. You clearly wouldn't. You clearly never saw me play on a Sunday, mate. Uh, I wouldn't last two minutes. I wouldn't last two minutes in this game. Uh, Would have to in goal instead of you. I got seven red cards in a season, mate. I did. I did play Saturdays and Sundays and five aside, but still seven red cards, mate. It's a lot. But uh, what, cleaning goal. No, I was a centre half, mate. I was a centre half. I was goalkeeper in the five aside team. I got sent off at Temple Park at South Shields in my first game. Um, and then, yeah, a mixture of red cards for uh, for violent play, fouls and violent play. Yeah, interesting, interesting times. Um, okay, we've got uh, quick, Chris, you just give us a, a quick comment on what Barry said before we bring Connor in. Yeah, Barry, as always, mate, some really fantastic points. I'll touch on a few because you made so many and they were all really valid, really good. Um, you know, as as we said earlier, it's definitely time for Zabravka. I just wanted to touch on something Pete said earlier as well, you know, in terms of, it, you know, him leaving Darlow in too long because now I think he's created a rod for his own back because Darlow's going to be unhappy whenever he gets dropped. And now you're probably going to have, you know, a bit of tension between the two of them. I mean, back in the day when you remember we had Given and Harper, Given was always classed as the number one. And as soon as Harper, you know, Harper come in, as soon as Given was back fit, in came Given. And that was just the expectation. Whereas now, as you say, we've got um, Darlow now on a five-year contract and Darlow's probably now thinking, great, I'm going to be the number one here. And, you know, somebody, or you know, you hope it's going to be Bruce is going to say to him, listen, you're going to have to go back to being number two. And so that's going to create a bit of unrest, isn't it? And no doubt Darlow, you know, is going to, is going to be unhappy in the dressing room, which is what we want. And to touch on the point you made, you know, about um, the players aren't as bad as, you know, what some people make out. Absolutely agree. You know, there's definitely three clubs worse than us in terms of, you know, their playing staff. And I think it, it's, it's about us freshening things up and showing a bit of passion. And, you know, people saying that we've got 13 players out of contracts. These players are going to need new clubs. They're going to need new deals. They, you know, they're, they, you know, they're doing a job. They, they want to continue their career. They won't want to play in the Championship League one. So, they, you know, Dwight Gale, for example, he, he's got a lot to prove now. So why not just put him up top? Steve Bruce says to him, listen, come on, Dwight, we need the goals, etc., etc." He's out of contract. He'll be able to get a nice, you know, handsome uh, new contract if, you know, he, he scores six, seven goals from between now and the end of the season. So he's going to put 110% effort out there, isn't he? 
but he needs yeah. the opportunities. Well, that's it. I mean, it, 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 he will score your goals against the lower teams. You know, it, yeah. it, well, two horror games out the way that you have obviously talked about. I mean, for me, part of us didn't even want to listen to the Man U game after the Chelsea match because you knew they were going to struggle. But we're getting those two games out of the way, but it's exactly what Pete says. We can't afford to mess up from now on. No, We've we got can't. to sort ourselves out. And the we players can't. are off somewhere having a, having a get probably getting their bloody haircut. You know, because yeah. the they're not in training. Been a lot of talks on haircuts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, as always, mate, great to have you on. Uh, thanks for coming on. Mm. Hope we'll see you again soon, mate. You take care. Yes, you too, guys. Thanks very much. Take care, take Barry. Care. Take care, uh, buddy. Great, great to have Barry on. Uh, seven minutes left. Uh, don't forget, I am back uh, after this show again in half an hour for Ladies' Night. Uh, got a full panel tonight uh, of the girls, so uh, tune in at half past seven for that. Big shout-out as well to our sponsors, as always, Spider VPN, who have been sponsoring us for the month of February with a StreamYard application. Big shout-out to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End in Newcastle. And also a big shout-out to Jab Signature, who uh, make our flyers, etc. Don't forget, Loaded Football is on Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Uh, Chris will be on with Daz and with Martin, hopefully. And uh, don't forget, it's uh, coming up to the last day of uh, the Alan Shearer raffle. Um, get yourself on Alan's uh, Giverji page and uh, pay £10 for one of those wonderful raffle tickets to win uh, a fantastic prize. Uh, well worth entering that competition uh, to try and, and, and win that. And if you're a first-time visitor to the page uh, and to the channel, subscribe. Click the little box in the bottom right-hand corner. Please like the video. Stick a thumbs up. You should all know by now that's, uh, that does help us. And please give it a share as well to your other socials. Uh, another 100 subscribers last week, which is great for the channel. Helps us build the community. Okay. Uh, thanks for waiting. Connor, good to see you, mate. How's it going, lads? Nice to very, see you. Very nice good, mate. Chat. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for thanks for coming back, mate. I did see you in the green room, and then uh, obviously uh, I think you stuck a question in. So uh, you got got the rest of the show, mate, really, to put your points across. Go for it. I'll do well to last five minutes, considering all these points have already been made. But uh, I thought Barry was dead right there about the work rate. Um, the last caller nailed it. Um, I look at that midfield. Now, I, I missed the first 10 minutes of the show, so I'm not sure if Shelby got a bit of stick already. I actually thought the last two games, he's actually worked a lot harder, but it's still not good enough. If you look at how him and Hayden, him and Lonstaff have uh, worked there the last going back last season in tough games when they showed a bit of form people are like can he get back into England I have my mates that are Liverpool Man United fans text me when he was out injured oh you're missing Shelby and I'm thinking we're not ready because he doesn't work hard but I thought last two games Chelsea Man United he's put in a bit more work but still not good enough um, moving on to Dubravka dead right has to be back in goals I did throw in, he's made nine errors uh, in the Premier League. No, that's what they call it anyway. Um, I know one of them was against Wolves. Remember, Willie Bolly uh, jumped over him in the last minute. Probably a foul, but that's obviously leading to an error, as they say. Uh, but definitely, he has to come back in. Um, Kraft, rifle. I know, look, we let Yedlin go. He's been a ma massive loss now, looking at Mankio being out and Yedlin looks like he's flying with Galatasaray. I think he had an assist the other day. Um, but I just thought it was crazy to let such a quick player go. Fair, like, fair enough, he's not brilliant defensively, but 
It's crazy. Um, Centre backs, Fernandez. He, hopefully, he's going to come back in. I was just going to put a question to you: is If Fernandez is fit, do you drop the sales? Chris, million percent, mate. Million percent. For me, Fernandez is probably our best centre back. I'm a big fan of Clark, and you know, and I'm also a fan of Dummett. But for me, Fede Fernandez, and, and I've said before, and I, I was really pleased when uh, Steve Hasty said it on the Free Amigos. Fede Fernandez should be the captain for me as well. I think he leads by example. He's been there, seen it, done it. He's, you know, he, very, very calm, very assured on the ball. Okay, you know, he's, 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 he's not getting any younger, is he? But he, he's such a good defender. He reads the game so well. He's calm under pressure, and I think. I think you would see a lot better performances from Kraft at right back if he had Fernandez next to him. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I, yeah. I, do, I just don't see Lascelles helping Kraft whatsoever. I think Lascelles needs to concentrate on his own game, and I think Lascelles needs a centre back next to him who will kind of like protect him and look after him. And I don't think Clark's that centre back. I think, I think Freddy Fernandez he, he'd walk in the team for me every day of the week. He, he's our best centre back at the moment, and really, you know, if if we had Shard available, I'd probably have Shard and Fernandez, probably even Lejeune as well. But Lascelles for me is probably our worst centre back, and the fact that he's captain is incredibly worrying. Because, yeah, yeah sorry, um, Fernandez is the best centre back at our club. Um, Argentinian international um, played at a World Cup with with quality players. You cannot discard that. Um, he is slowing down. Uh, he's not the fastest. Um, if he had Lascelles' raw ability in terms of strength and pace, um, yeah. and his knowledge up here, um, he he would be he wouldn't be playing for us. It's simple as that. Yeah. Uh, he'd be playing at a better club. Um, yeah. uh, but he, uh, he the, the issue we've got right now is that Lascelles, Clark, and Fernandez are all unfit. So when you talk about, and, and Chris made a good point with regards to helping out Kraft, they physically can't because they are focusing on their own game. They can't physically manage themselves and worry about another player because they are so unfit. We've been, we have been decimated with our centre-backs and I think we're suffering from it. And they all look unfit. Um, Lascelles is not the best uh, intelligent defender anyway. So he has to focus on his own game. And he's always got away with it because we've had three centre-backs playing the 3-5-2. So he's always been able to get away with it because he's always had another centre-back behind him to bail him out. Now he's more exposed and he doesn't like it. He got so comfortable with the back three with people bailing him out. That's why there was question marks about him. And I know Steve Hasty mentioned it a couple of weeks ago with regards to um, Lascelles always wanting the, the midfield to come back and help help him out rather than push forward, which is why there's been such a gap between the, the attackers in the midfield, because he's demanding they come back. Um, and this is where he's been exposed. And he has been better recently. But again, he's still not good enough. Um, and the only way you're going to get a new captain is if you sell Jamal sells. It's as simple as that. Like he's, they're not going to give it to anybody else. Um, he, they, he's going to have to be sold if another captain's going to come through um, and, and take on the reins. And you've got the likes of Freddie Fernandez and um, Isaac Hayden, for me, uh, are the two standout um, uh, personnel that, that, that should get the um, get the captain's arm back. Okay, great stuff. Connor, some good points. Anything else you want to say before we finish? Yeah, just really quick, two points. I think Steve Bruce handed out new contracts to the likes of Shelby, 
I think Clark deserved it. I'm not sure who else, but I think he handled the Richie got a new cheap. contract. Yeah, I think it was too early to do that, especially if you're not going to play Richie. What are you rewarding them with a new contract for? If it's protecting their value, I think it was silly. Sometimes I do think, do we look at Newcastle United with our blinkers on? Like, are we as good as we think we should be? Um, that's, I always look at that. Like, I always think Almiron walk into Liverpool team the way he works. Uh, St. Maximum would walk into a top six team. But then I'm like, would they though? Like, their numbers aren't near levels they need to be at to get like a bigger move and look unfortunately they will move on from Newcastle because we sh- we just show nothing in transfer and um, trying to get targets in and all that like we're never going to be a top 10 team and I'm just going to finish on this if I'm allowed I actually sent an Instagram message to Jermaine Genus today talking about how he spoke about us after the game yesterday and he wrote back and said your team, and he emphasised team, not club, he goes, your team should not be higher than 17th or 16th in the league. He goes, there is no players on that pitch. Like, they do not they do not deserve to be higher than where they are in the league, which I thought was strange, but look, I just, madness, absolutely madness. But, uh, well, interesting that, Connor. Mm-hmm. Can, I just, can I just make a point on Jermaine Genius? Yeah. Um, I find it very, very strange that uh, a person that we plucked at 19 years old from Nottingham Forest for £5 million and made a champion, a Champions League player and an England international yeah. has no respect has no respect or um, acknowledgement of Newcastle United as a club that he played for. He's put on BT Sport to be that person, and he's just not. No, um, and, 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 and I think for someone that we effectively made an international player and a top-level player, when, when he left us, he was, a, he was a regular England international and a top player, right? And he, he hasn't acknowledged that or respected what we did for him as a club. Um, and I think it's an absolute disgrace. You know, he, he holds on to the Tottenham because they're up there and they're challenging now. So he considers himself a Tottenham player. He was awful at Tottenham. He played his worst football of his career at Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, but yet, for some reason, he he has this negative opinion of Newcastle. And I think it goes back to the, the, the goldfish bowl comments that he made when he was trying to force his way out of the club. Um, so, look, I, do, do I expect anything less from Jermaine Genius? No, I don't. Because he doesn't have the respect or, or, or the acknowledgement of the club um, in the way that the likes of Rob Lee and the likes of Warren Barton and the players that we've talked about that have so much respect that are, that are not from Newcastle, the furthest part point of the country away from Newcastle, but have the utmost respect for us as a fan base, as the club, for the city. He has no respect for us whatsoever and no respect for what our club did for him. So, to be honest, his, his comments go here and then here. I don't care. Fair enough. Good points. Great points, Connor. I uh, hope you'll come back on, mate, at some point. Um, thanks for supporting the show, and uh, we will see you soon, mate. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Good stuff. Uh, Chris's uh, internet seems to have uh, packed in, but uh, Pete, great show, great comment. I loved it. Honestly, every single one that's come on tonight has been... Yeah, the, Everyone's made different points, which I've loved. 
because it's you know with everything that's going on at the moment you, you can overlap sometimes but everyone's made individually fantastic points um about the club at the moment um and it's, it's just great to listen and great to hear other fans opinions on it it is great stuff mate right i'm gonna go off listen to what boris has to say and then uh, get ready for ladies night so anyone out there watching if you want to come back for ladies night see you at up by seven uh pete thanks for being part of this as always uh, i will see you for the game of the weekend take care mate good night take care man.